Hey, y'all, come look at this. And this may be a shocking statement for some people, but people don't go to hell for sin. Jesus already paid for that. They go to hell for unbelief. Imagine that. You won't go to hell if you sin. And people believe this stuff. More and more, these motivational speakers is trying to water down the strictness of that Bible. Yeah. Here's the Bible says the wages of sin is, is death. death. Is death. It speaks plain. That's right. The wages of sin is death. And the gift of God is eternal life. And these are false prophets and false apostles saying that there's no sin. You won't go to hell for sin. This is supposed to be apostolic teaching now. Apostolic. If it ain't no, listen, if it ain't going to hell for sin, I ain't coming back here tomorrow. <laughs> no way. No. Interviewing Joel Alsting one day. He said, a preacher is just an actor. What? Yes. Oh, my Lord. And a journalist said, wait a minute, that's all you are? He said, yes, I'm, I'm just an actor. I'm on the stage in the front of lights. I'm just an actor. He told the truth. <laughs> he right. is. He is. He is. That's right. Mm. I'm not an actor, brother. I'm a preacher. That's right. Made by hands of heaven. That's right. So now we're doing another episode of Experiencing the Truth. Yes, we are. Yes, <laughs> this is where we, we talk about Jesus. Um, what's your favorite movie? Well, I think that's pretty obvious what it is because it's the best movie ever made. It's called uh, A Few Good Men with Jack Nicholas and Tom Cruise and Demi Moore. Have I ever told you that um, some people think that I look like Tom Cruise? Who are these people? <laughs> 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 no, we went to, yeah, we went to, we, we shot Life Hacks uh, this, this past couple summers ago. And uh, we went to the, the star, the Hollywood star, Tom Cruise, and people were wanting your autograph coming yeah, up. I was pretty, are. it was pretty amazing. You I, still got it. I ever tell you the story about when we went to the Philippines? I don't know. I don't know if you have. Well, our basketball team uh, uh, went there to play as kind of like a quasi-mission strip basketball trip and we we kind of preach at halftime and we played their pro team a couple of semi-pro teams college teams and when we're leaving at the airport we're in that group of people going you know out uh, uh, through security and and these three uh filipino girls came up to me and they're like are you are you tom cruise and i said <laughs> Uh, well, yes, I am. <laughs> Funny you say and, that. And they all they all took a picture with me, thinking they took a picture with Tom Cruise. I'm sure later they looked at the picture and said, "Is he real? That what?" <laughs> I would love to. I would love to, to be in the room to see that reaction. Like, hey, look at look at mom. I just met Tom Cruise today. Like, that's, that's not that Tom. is not Tom Cruise. <laughs> Uh, that's an awkward man. looking version that dude is man that that dude has uh the tree of life in his backyard or something i seen a picture uh of uh him next to uh a co-star i think it was in top gun is there a kid in there and maybe, remember maybe one of his movies I'll, I'll probably throw up a picture yeah up on the screen of him but it was tom cruise uh and his co-star like in the 80s so the the kid was a kid yeah and tom cruise as I was an adult. an adult, and then it fast forward to like 2022, and Tom Cruise is the exact same he was in the 80s, and then the kid 
looks like a dinosaur. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? It really put in perspective. I'm like, this dude has Does the not tree age. of life. Yeah. Like, what what pills is this dude taking? Like, he looks the exact same. If I were the if I were the kid, I would feel pretty insecure. Like, oh my goodness, like I'm supposed to be looking younger than you. Like I got you got 20 years on me. <laughs> Crazy. Today we're uh have you seen like we started out with that video of uh Mike Todd talking about how sin doesn't send you to hell it's unbelief yeah Uh, that's 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 if we want to push buttons like we usually like to do that's one to push some buttons because i know people are watching that and they're like wait 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 whose side are you on what are we arguing against are we arguing for or against this because i don't know how i feel about it well it's crazy i mean when i heard the video i'm like yeah and what's the issue yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you know, you see all the comments of people that are attacking Michael Todd. I mean, there are guys preaching messages, uh, really attacking Michael Todd. And I'm like, um, you got to stop and really consider the scripture. I mean, if, if I were to ask you, what is the most popular verse in the entire world? Hmm. What would that verse be? John 3.16. That's John 3.16. So let me read it. Mm-hmm. Okay. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. On the fine print, isn't it? So yeah, you live right, perfect. Right. You got to live perfect and never sin again. Yeah, right. It, but the, like sin doesn't send you to... We are born dead. It's not hmm. even sin. It's not sin that we're sending us to hell. It's we were hmm. born dead, hmm. destined for hell. We were already going there. It doesn't send us there. It was, it was because of death that we went there, and we got out of death because we believed. You know, I heard a really good statement. I'm not going to steal this. It was either Joe Gordon or it was Martha Tennyson who said this. Um, and they said, it, Jesus doesn't make bad people good. He makes dead people alive. Yes. What a powerful statement. And it's, and that, 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 that's the truth. I think, uh, what, what we don't understand is we look at right and wrong and think that's what it is. And it's not a matter of right and wrong. It's, it's life or death, Hmm. truth or lies. Mm -hmm. It it operates in an, are we alive in Christ? It's no longer I that lives, but Christ in me that lives. So when the Bible says we are saved by faith, Right. If we're saved by faith, that was the fact and will always be the truth, even in eternity. So Adam and Eve were saved by faith before they sinned in the garden. We're saved by faith before Christ came on the cross. Those who lived from the time that man sinned to the cross lived by faith from the cross To the resurrection, we live by faith. Mm -hmm. And then in eternity, we will live by faith. Faith in what? Faith in God's word. Faith in him being our eternal source of life. Mm -hmm. Adam and Eve had to put their faith that if they ate from the tree uh, of, of knowledge of good and evil that they would surely die so mm-hmm. that their faith, they had to put their faith in God's word that said, if yeah. we eat of that tree, we'll die. It was when they lost faith mm-hmm. that they died. Yeah. It was after the, after the fall of man, 
they had faith when they when they had did the sacrifices yeah. not that the sacrifices would redeem them but they would be redeemed by the messiah coming those sacrifices were done in faith mm-hmm. for the one coming exactly. so they did it in faith for the one coming they mm-hmm. were living by faith that their sacrifices would be mm-hmm. uh, validated by the messiah we mm-hmm. now live by faith that the Messiah died on the cross, mm-hmm. and it has been validated and purchased already. Yep. And then when we get in eternity, we live in faith that God yep. will continue to sustain us mm-hmm. and give us eternal life. It's always been about faith. It's always been about believing. I don't understand why this is a complicated thing for, really for so many people. And, in, and like we can, I can give verse after verse after verse after verse, verse about faith. You know, the funny thing is when I went through... Uh, I had a I had a group of guys that didn't believe in Jesus, and then we just literally opened up the scripture, and I said, "All right, disagree with me, point out things that you notice." And we went through Romans. So you want to talk about uh, a passage of scripture that says, "By faith, by, by faith, faith, by, by faith, faith, faith," over faith. and over, yeah. and they were it was so foreign to them. They're like, "So you're so you're saying that people can go to heaven, even like." people that are considered bad, like it's not about going to church or reading the Bible or praying. It's about your faith in this God. Yeah, because what what makes you righteous before God? In Abraham's case, it was his righteousness. And the interesting thing is people think, oh, New Testament is all of a sudden God just has decided to be more lenient and he's different than he's ever been. But in scripture, in, in Galatians 3, 6, it says, So also Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, Abraham was their law when Abraham was around. Yeah. There was no, no written law. law, but it was accredited to him as righteousness. In verse 7, it says, Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham all nations would be blessed through you so that those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham the main the man of faith that is such a dope verse so interesting well and and i think uh is it in um romans chapter 4 it says if in fact Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not mm-hmm. before God. What does Scripture say? Abraham believed God, mm-hmm. and it was credited to him as righteousness. Yep. Now to the one who works, wages are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. So good. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God who judges the ungodly, their faith is credited as his righteousness. Mm. It said that that Abraham, when it talks about Abraham, said that he was fully persuaded. So what is faith? You know, faith isn't just saying you have faith in something. Faith is believing. It's not knowing because you don't do what you know. Yeah. You do what you believe. Exactly. And and it's being fully persuaded. And how do you know faith without works is dead? dead. How do you know that your faith is 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 credible? Well, there are works that follow what you believe because you do what you believe. Mm-hmm. So uh, Abraham, when asked... He put his faith in God when God asked him, when God asked him to give his son for a sacrifice, he did it knowing that God was going to provide in that, knowing God's character, knowing God's heart. He operated out of what he knew about God, saying God would, and and many Jewish people, and I'm going to be in Israel in actually a few days, many Jewish people believe that 
theologians believe that when Abraham did that, he already knew God was going to raise him from the dead. Mm-hmm. And, and we can already point to the fact that this was a, uh, like a prophetic uh, example of what God was going to do with his son in the same mountain, yeah. that he was going to sacrifice Repeat his son. So and, describe that a little bit more for those that don't really understand well, what you're talking about with the God sacrifice. told Abraham to go to this mountain and then to offer his son up as a sacrifice for the father. Abraham went to do that, and when he did it, uh, he went to pull, plunge the knife down into Isaac's chest. He was laying on a sacrifice, and Abraham went right up to the point of killing him, and there was a ram in a bush, and God said, Abraham, stop, do not kill Isaac. But it was on that mountain, mm-hmm. uh, a number of thousands of years later, I don't have the exact number, that Jesus Christ was crucified mm-hmm. as God's son, that literally God was saying to Abraham, as I've asked you to do, I will mm-hmm. do with my own son. And Abraham thought going up to the mountain, I may give my son to God, but God's going to raise him from the dead because mm-hmm. he's the promise. And God had already told him he was the promise. So Abraham put his faith in the promise that Isaac was the promise that God had given him mm-hmm. that, yeah, I'm going to give my son, but I know God's going to bring me, bring him back to me. So interesting. And in the same way, God laid his son on the cross. He dies and resurrects his son. And this is thousands of years apart, and, and, and yet there are still people who say, I don't know if I believe. You know, maybe that was just a coincidence. On the same mountain. The same mountain. That the is same so meaning, beautiful. the same, they just parallel, literally parallel each other perfectly. Mm. It's, it's, it's so interesting. Like you, the Bible, if you guys get into it, like I love, I love being able to teach the Bible like this and having conversations because I pray that it would become alive to you because it is. And it, it is like, once you get a hold of the word, it's literally life in your bones. When you start actually not just reading this, but it gets into your heart. You're just, you're walking on clouds and you get this like, wow, I had no idea. I never thought of it like that. Like this is better than just conspiracy theory TikTok. Like this is this is legit stuff. And John in Romans ten nine, it's funny how we like to complicate things. Uh, and this person would say that sin sends you to hell, right? You mm-hmm. already said the first part in Romans and and what it what it has to do with belief. Sin sends you to hell, right? Okay, why does Romans ten nine say if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that G- that God raised him from the day- dead, you will be saved? that it's belief in your heart and a confession that he is Lord, that's how you're saved. Now, listen, if there's no, if there's no sacrifice, your righteous acts that you think that can please God mean nothing because there's no sacrifice. And in comparison to a holy and perfect God, you're the worst of the worst and your righteous deeds are considered as filthy rags. Mm -hmm. It's not your righteous deeds that justify you. It's the sacrifice that God made on your behalf that cleansed you. Now that's not to say that, Oh, so should we let, should we sin that grace may abound by no means. That's not the heart, but it starts with belief and you are fool to think that it's by your works that you have been saved. It's so what Michael Todd in that video was saying, is that you're saved by belief. So you say, exactly. you know, okay, God sentenced mm-hmm. sin, yeah. death, yeah. evil, all of it, to the lake of fire. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he sentenced it. So that's going. That's what he sends there, right? He yeah. doesn't send us there. He sends that there. Yeah. But 
when we come to Christ, how do you come to Christ? You only believe. Hmm. Why? Because everyone can believe. Yeah. It's, it's the lowest possible in everybody on the planet can believe mm-hmm. like a child. Yeah. Right? Why is that so important to understand? Because this entire walk with Christ requires us to become believers. Yeah. In the impossible, in the unseen, in a different way of thinking. You die to live. You give to receive. It's, it's a different mindset. It's a different way of thinking. In order to repent, you have to believe things. And, and the people in the Bible day, in the early church, they were known as believers. Why? <laughs> because they believed in possible things. Yeah. They believed that God healed. They yeah. believed that God was meeting their needs. They, believe, they were called believers because they believed the impossible mm-hmm. is like you you one of those believer people that kind of believe that that God's going to take care of you that God's going to protect you that God's going to give you joy you're yeah. a believer and and there's a lot of Christians today that they 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 believe God forgave them of their sins mm-hmm. but they don't believe them for anything else and they don't believe the promises of God for their life they don't believe the word of God for their life. They don't believe and and they're not living by faith. Mm-hmm. They're they're living within the means of their own limitations. Mm-hmm. And uh and the, the whole idea of unbelief, I think sin and unbelief go hand in hand because it talks about this in Hebrews because sin really blinds your eyes and hardens your heart. Yeah, uh, is a big piece to it, but it's not the thing that sends you to hell. I love. I think Satan loves to tempt people into sin, because in even we we just did uh, we're in a, the the legend series and we were re- we watched a video about Balaam and he's like, listen, Balaam was was offered money by the king Balak to curse the people of God Israel because uh, they were a threat to his kingdom, and so he's like, would you curse them? And Balaam found a loophole because God told him, you better not curse my people or else. And so he found a loophole and was like, well, listen, if you cause them to sin, if you lead them, tempting them into sin, you can defeat them. And it's interesting that it was a tie to sin, getting the people of God to, to worship other gods and lead them away from their, their pure devotion uh, to God is the thing that would that would lead them to defeat, and Satan works the same way. Satan doesn't have power, but he does have the power to lie and trick you out of blessing, and sin is a big part of that. And Hebrews 3.12, it says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful and unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Yeah, it, all of it is based... It, you want to you walk a perfect life you control your tongue that's what the yeah. bible says but if you if you know the truth mm-hmm. and you just did believe the truth and did whatever the truth was you would live a perfect life yeah it's the fact that we use our belief and faith to empower lies in our life <laughs> they I think of how many things we yeah. believe the things we know we shouldn't do we do because we believe things that aren't true. Hmm. I'll, I'll give you an example. 
and, and it really comes down, everything revolves around what you believe. Yeah. Satan has no more power than that which you give him through your faith. Yeah. Are you putting faith in what he, his lie? Or are you putting faith, your faith empowers him? There was someone sure. that came to me and said, you know, um, I, I have this position at my workplace and, um, and I share it. This other person has the same position. And we're supposed to come up with ideas and how to do something. And whenever we go to the, I come up with all these ideas and they all jump in and love the ideas. And then when we go to present it, this person claims them as their ideas. <laughs> and he says, here I am. These are my ideas. But if I say something, then I look like this shallow, you yeah, know, I need insecure credit. person. Yeah. I need a credit thing. And, oh, you know, but this guy keeps claiming all my ideas and they all think that he's the one that's crazy. coming up the ideas, right? You, you come up, but here's the reality. I said, so what's the problem? And they said, well, it's the problem is he's taking credit for my ideas and I'm upset. Then they're going to promote him thinking he was the one that did all of it and they're going to promote him and then I'll be stuck here and I'm the one that's coming up with all the ideas. And I said, what? So what's the problem? He says, because they're the promote him. And I said, that's funny. Why do you think that way? He says, because he's the one telling him all the ideas. I said, so you believe that it's man that promotes you? Hmm. Yeah. They're the ones promoting him. Oh, interesting. Because I always thought it was God who promotes us. Because if God promotes you, it doesn't matter how many people steal your ideas. Somehow it'll come out that they were your ideas and God will promote you to the positions he wants you in. That's but true. if you don't believe it's God who promotes you, then you have to go and fight for your way. And it usually takes you out of God's promotion. It usually puts you in a position where God can't promote you to a place because you stepped in because you believed a lie. You empower. So just wait. Just wait. Trust the Lord. He said, but it's irritating. I said, I know, but just wait. Trust me. Yeah. Trust the word of God. So this is what happened because this played out over time. It, uh, the other person uh, did get promoted for a few weeks. In fact, two months. Two months later, they realized what happened. They talked to people, and before they knew it, not only was he promoted to the position that person got promoted to, he got promoted above that position two times. Hmm. God promoted him multiple times without him ever saying anything. And what played into it was how his, his maturity and what they told him, you knew you were the one to do, and you sat there and let him take the credit. That's the kind of character we look for in a leader. Wow. He allowed that person to be blessed. And you sit there, it, you reap what you sow. Hmm. You say, well, well, it, because of his mature attitude in sitting there, he could have said something like most of us would have done, and we yeah. would have missed it. God will put you in the role that you, so what do you believe? What do you believe? If you believe the truth, God's truth, and you know what it is, and you put your belief in it, and you do it, you don't have to worry about where you're going to end up because God's going to put you there. It's true. It's good. In Hebrews, continuing on, it says that um, uh, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Uh, who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? So the same people that saw the the Red Sea split yeah. into the same people that saw the plagues against Egypt that freed them from four hundred years yeah. of oppression. The same the same people that saw manna fall from heaven. Yeah. And but people but but Pastor, if I were to see God, then I'd believe. If I were to see him, then I'd believe. That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Sounds like maybe <laughs> Lazarus 
the rich man in the story of Lazarus. Oh yeah, that's something that we should. When he says, when he says, uh, yeah. send back the prophets so that they can preach and tell them they exist, and he says they have their prophets. Mm-hmm. They aren't going to believe just because they're they'll. That's they knowing it's here. They're not going to believe. It really is the drawing of the Holy Spirit that opens their eyes to see that. It is, and with whom he was angry with for forty years. For, for forty years, was it not with those who sinned? whose bodies perished in the wilderness, and to whom did God swear they would never enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. Now people will be like, see, no, Alex, it was because they disobeyed. It was because of their sin. But he ended by saying it was because of their unbelief. Belief is a root cause to sin. And you talk about that a lot. And I think it's a lot in Kairos. Your belief and believing that it's not right for you will cause you to act differently and behave differently. Just like if I truly do believe that Jesus is the risen King that sits at the right hand of the father and paid for my sin and debt. So I don't live in a sin sovereign nation that I am in life. If I truly did believe that I told, (laughs) we were in a small group last night and I was like, pretend that uh, cause I, we were talking about living for eternity and I'm like, would you say you live for eternity? And they're like, well, being a good person to get to heaven. And I'm like, no, I'm like, let's say this roof busts open and you get to see in the spiritual realm, all the angels worshiping God, singing, holy, 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 the same presence where the prophet Isaiah and other prophets, righteous men come before God and they don't think they're worthy. And they're like, oh, the, the, the presence is too overwhelming for them or they fall on their face. Like this presence, it just all of a sudden is revealed to you. You get a glimpse into heaven and see how small, like how would that dictate <laughs> the way you walk out of this building tonight? Are you going to walk away like, oh, well, I should probably stop listening to explicit music. <laughs> No. Well, if you, be... if you, if you knew you were going to die yeah. in 30 days, yeah. what would you change in your life? What, what, what things would be different in your life if you knew you had 30 days to live? That, that's the, the reality is when someone cancer patient gets a report, you're going to be gone in 30 days. It's incredible how things change in their life, how, how, how th- some things go away and mm-hmm. things rise to the occasion because mm-hmm. I got 30 days to live and you're living for eternity. It really causes the question, what do you really believe? You exactly. start to see what you really believe. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, like you said, uh, everything revolves around what you believe mm-hmm. and where you put your faith. Everything is revolving around that. Exactly. And where you're at. So it's just, it's, it's elementary teaching. Mm -hmm. It's really elementary teaching. And if there's anything, when you go into the word, when you go into the word of God, you, you want to, you want to ask the Lord, Lord, cause when I study your word, change the way I think. Yeah. Cause me to believe differently because what I believe is what will change what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, whether I'm a, a great godly husband and spiritual leader, um, how I view things that, you know, we all view things a certain way. That doesn't mean it's the right way. Yeah, exactly. And it can be a very destructive way of viewing something. God, mm-hmm. cause me to see it as you see it. Not not the way I want to see it, but just allow me to see it the way, you know, even in, you know, if you're going through marriage issues, it's easy to think that the other person is the problem. Hmm. Uh, but you go into it and you say, Lord, 
maybe I'm the problem, but I really think I'm right. You know, I think I'm the truth. So if I'm wrong, show I mean, me, show me, show me the truth yeah. that will cause me to see things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, good. It, it's all a matter of, and in believing that God is actually going to do that in your life. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is something that, you know, it, it, God, God, God could have made it really difficult. And that's why I always tell people, I'm like, don't you think that, like, where did we get in our brain that where we thought that knowledge was the thing that pleased God and that knowing more pleases him. Like if you really believe that it's at a certain level of intellect is when you can comprehend this, you're kidding yourself because if you really do believe that God is the God of the universe, the one that uh, created your brain, that created your heart, that humans today can't even comprehend. He created the ocean that we haven't even fully discovered yet, but we've been to the moon. He created everything that you see and we're still trying to gather answers today regardless of those same people that says there's no god like you don't you think that he could have made it a a lot more difficult than he did um it's very simple and and i think it's it's you know as you hear this today you heard what we talked about you heard what gains you uh, salvation, it's belief. It's not knowledge. It's not trying to live a perfect life because a perfect life, you know, just obeying, there's not a perfect person that can fulfill the full extent of the law. And if you break one, it's as if, it's as if you broke all of it. It's the belief that Jesus was the one who paid it all because you can't do it by yourself. It's literally recognizing and humbling yourself that wow, God, like, I recognize it. I see you. Like, I can't do this on my own. And it's laying down your pride because pride, it, you're, if, you're, if you're prideful, you're literally working in opposition against God. God opposes you. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And there's, there's a reality check that we need to face. It's like, do you really believe that? That it's, it's not your works that grant you salvation. It's belief that he did that all yeah and only believing mm-hmm. that he's the source yeah of everything that everything i need comes from jesus there isn't anything anyone else can my spouse can't give me it um and i i think we become as even christians are looking to people to be their source of things and yeah. they get angry and upset when their spouse doesn't meet them. Yeah. Like, I want to be happy and you don't make me happy. Your yeah. spouse wasn't supposed to make you happy. <laughs> You're happy because of what Christ is in your life. Mm-hmm. Your spouse is not your tree of life. Wow. Your friends are not your tree of life. Yeah. Only Jesus can be the tree of life. Yeah. And if you believe that, then you go to him for life. Mm-hmm. You go to him for the joy of the yep. Lord. You go to him for peace, not everyone else in our life. So mm-hmm. stop putting pressure on everybody around you to give you something that that they themselves are not the source of. They have no. to go to the Lord themselves to get those things. And sure, we can enjoy one another and enjoy each other's company, but that we, we are not to be each other's source. Mm-hmm. And Throughout the New Testament, you see it again, where where Jesus and the apostles say, "Only believe." Yeah. Only believe. Not only they don't say believe and then behave. Yeah. They say only believe, 
only believe because mm. you do what you believe. If I believe that I do this thing, that I, I go this way, this is the response I'm going to have. If I believe and, and fully persuaded that's going to take place, then I don't need to think about whether I'm going to do it. I just do it. I just respond to it because this is the response I get when, we, when I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think many of us think, well, I don't want to do it because I don't believe this is going to be the response that I get. So I don't trust the word. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't trust. I don't have faith that the word is going to come through. I don't believe in, in reap, sowing and reaping. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that if I sow this, that I'm going to reap it over here. So I'm not going to sow it. If you believe in sowing and reaping, you do sowing and reaping. Because mm-hmm. if I want to see more of this in my life, then I'm going to sow. If I want to see more forgiveness in my life, I'm going to yeah. sow forgiveness over here. If I want to, if I want more love in my life, I'm going to love more over here. It, you reap, you reap what you sow, mm-hmm. and you reap in greater measure than you sow. Mm-hmm. So if if you're someone that says I don't feel loved, sow love. And you're going to reap love. If you you say my finances are struggling and I don't know how to fix it, sow finances and you're going to reap finances. It all comes back to what you believe. 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 Only believe. And and this was a theme for Bethel's Rock a number of years ago, and I preached a whole series of messages on it. But Reinhard Bonnke used to say something. He says, if you're hungry, only eat. If you're thirsty, only drink. If you stink, only bathe. But if you need a miracle from God, I wish I could say it in the German broke that he had. If you need a miracle from God, only believe, only believe, only believe. If you need a miracle of God, if you need God to do something, you only believe believe nothing else just Mm -hmm. we complicate it's like we got to make it something other than that in order to feel justified because i i had to do something in order to make it happen and this is such an elementary i know you're listening to this and you're thinking i know that then why is it so stinking hard Mm -hmm. you know it's it's just it's just how but what if it but what if or or i experienced something and i and i and i you know it i was telling someone today sometimes we think we do things we don't actually do i've been praying about it really 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 let's stop every time you pray about it mark the calendar hmm. it's you might be shocked that you haven't been praying about it you might be shocked to find out that you you're prayed about it. about it. Yeah, you yeah, or you're complaining about it or or that you prayed a Monday and you haven't prayed the rest of the week. It's like going to the gym. Yeah, I go yeah. to the gym 2 weeks ago yeah. for a half hour. Yeah. I go every week, at least 3 times a week. No, you haven't been going 3 times a week for for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Right? It it we tend to overestimate how much we're engaged in something. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so only believe and uh, go to in fact james chapter one there's a there's a great uh thing there and i think this is this is insane and and it comes down to um uh, it it really comes back to um uh uh, james chapter one it's such a, a a scripture that really kind of speaks to believing uh in verse six it says uh well let's go to five if any of you lacks wisdom you should ask god 
who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Mm-hmm. And then it says in verse 6, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blowing and tossed by the wind. That person, this is, you should underline this, that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is a double-binded man and unstable in all they do. If you don't believe, it says only, if you don't believe, like when you go and you don't walk away going, I believe, it's done. I, I have this expectation. You shouldn't expect that it's going to take place. You say, but I prayed about it. But you didn't believe, believe. when you prayed. Like you didn't, yeah, it was you magical. didn't believe that when I prayed, okay, I prayed, so this is going to take place. Yeah, I always say like when we pray and it's in, and it's with other people, and they, like in our group, there's, there's a lot of new believers. And I'm like, I always tell people, and even when I'm like praying for people like online, uh, I'm like, what I'm saying is nothing magical. Like I'm praying and I'm praying out loud. If I, if I said, Hey, let's pray. I would just, we'll hang up or we'll just be done. And I'll just go pray by myself, but I'm praying and you're going to come into agreement. Like we're all going to believe like together. Like I'm not going to say some magical wifty nifty prayer that you're like, wow, you're a really great prayer. Like, yeah. no, we're like, you say really great our oh. prayers. Like, Oh my that drives goodness. Me nuts. Like you're coming into agreement uh, to our Father in heaven, and we're agreeing together and seeing that it would be done. Like it's yeah, it, it's, it's belief. It's like uh, like praying has become an art form. Yeah, <laughs> like it's talking to God. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, uh, there was a perfect example of this is somebody who believed. There was a woman in our church a number of years ago, and um, she had a great debt, medical mm-hmm. bills, and yeah. and there was like seventy five thousand dollars. This is back in the the you know, 2010 period of time. And they had about $75,000 in medical bills and she was praying and, and just going to the Lord, uh, believing that he, God said, I'm going to take care, spoke to her and said, I'm going to pay your bills. And she just, when she would pray, she would pray with that belief that it's already taken, those bills would be taken. And she would thank the Lord for paying her medical bills. It was $75,000, right? And, and if I'm being honest, as the spiritual leader that I am, I uh, didn't believe her. And <laughs> she would say that, and I would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. I, I can't say that I was in agreement with her, although she needed people to be in agreement, and there were people that were in agreement with her over it. But I, I'm sitting here thinking, what? You know, she didn't believe in tithing at the time even, even and that changed. She started tithing, and... Um, uh, and then she started tithing, and they went on a mission trip. And I'm thinking, you got $80,000, and you're going on a mission trip. You can't really afford that. And then God miraculously provided for him to go on this mission trip, and it really just stoked that belief more. Well, they ended up moving uh, to another city. And she had been to prison, had been an addict, had been in Teen Challenge. And she went to prison for forgery. And she, her husband was a car dealer. And they moved down there because he took a job to run a car dealership down in, in that area. And he's sitting in, the, in his office, and in through the front door walks the woman that had sent his wife to jail for forgery. His wife had been taking this woman's checks and writing checks and cashing them for drugs. And she put his wife in jail. So this woman 
who had sent his wife to jail comes into the car dealership looking for him and had heard they were back in town. And she walks in, sits in the and she says, how are things going? Small talk happens. And, and um, they had needed a car, so they had bought a car too as well, and they had debt on a car. And this woman sits down and said, how are you doing financially? And he says, we're doing okay. She goes, no, really, how are you doing financially? And he said, well, you know, we have a car payment, but didn't bring up the medical bills. And she said, is that all you owe? And he said, well, we have medical bills as well. And she goes, how much is it? And he told her that. She's writing it down on a piece of paper. And when, when he got done, she adds it all up. And then she writes a check for the total amount of their debt. Wow. Pays the bills. And she had been praying with expectation of all the people in the world that would, would answer that word, that would have been the last person in the world because she was the victim. Now, yeah. that's a person who had already forgiven her, had put her in prison because of what she had done, but God had spoke to her, and she came and paid the debt. Hmm. She believed. But this woman, if you would say, God, I don't know if God's going to do it, or that's a lot to ask. She would have literally rebuked you because hmm. she so believed that God had spoken to her and that it was going to be canceled. I rebuked my mom <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid. I didn't know it was childlike faith. I've told this before, but my lizard uh, that I had jumped out of my hands, hit the ground, and it died. And I remember with my, I was with my buddy, uh, and this is fifth grade, and I remember like looking at him, and I was so sad. I was like, and I wasn't trying to, I wasn't going to cry in front of him. <laughs> like I could be a punk. And I, but I went to my mom and I'm like, just sick. Cause I want to cry, but my friend's here and I'm bringing it to my mom. And I remember her on the phone in the kitchen and I'm like, mom, like, like, what do we, like, what do we do? Like, and, and she was like, oh, I'll, I'll go get it, go get a bag. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I got like, I remember getting mad. I'm like, no, like God's going to heal him. And, uh, and he, he kind of tell you, it was like, oh, okay. Like, and, and then, uh, as I said that the thing started like, like twitching and moving and then it like, it flipped over back on its like stomach and it was all like alive again. Like, as I like said that I didn't pray it, I just said, I was mad. I was like, no, like, no, I'm not going to put him in a bag. Like, no, he's, he's alive. Like God can heal him. Like ask God. And she wanted, and just my belief, the thing flipped over. And I was actually embarrassed to share that because it was so small. I'm like, God, you don't heal cancer in some people. And how come you healed my lizard? Yeah. Like, it was just like a little, like, like who cares? But God, God, it, it's, it's, a, it's tied to belief. And I believed, I believed God like that, like that that would happen. Well, um, only believe. Yeah, only believe. Childlike faith to believe so in I, the supernatural. You're, you're listening right now, and there's some things in your life um, that you want to see change. Well, stop doubting. <laughs> you're praying God reluctantly because if he does, I, I'm, tra I'm, trying to, I'm trying to call on everything that can maybe heal me right now. I'm, I'm, I'm not stopping at anything. Like, uh, whatever it takes, but you doubt. Like, believe, taste, and see that the Lord is good. Like, this stuff is no joke. And the reason why I love sharing testimonies um, is because, like, I, I, I want to see your faith enacted 
and you're like, maybe like, Alex, I just don't, I don't hear that stuff or I don't see that stuff in my own life is that you talk about. It's not, it's not exempt uh, or, or just exclusive to pastors or, or specific people that God wants to work in their life. Hear and don't harden your hearts at the message today that you just heard. Like the rebellious people, the Israelites who didn't believe in God and they never were able to inherit the promised land that he had, that he would have given them. It was their unbelief that kept them wandering in that wilderness. And, and I, think, I think every believer in Christ needs to take a look at what they're believing in for right now. Yeah. Is it a God-size um, thing? Is it something, is there something so large, there's no way you could do it in your own power, that God would have to show up to do it? What are you putting your faith in right now? And for some, it may be just their marriage, saying, I, I don't know how my spouse is going to change, but I'm going to put my faith that our marriage is going to be incredible. Hmm. Maybe it's debt. Maybe it's a healing in your body, but you're going to just use your words and your belief. Out of your heart, your mouth speaks. Yeah. You're going to declare. You're going to agree for something that if anyone else is looking at it would say that's insane. But you're like, no, it's not insane because my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than anything I could ask or even imagine. Yeah. And and we all, if you're a believer, we all need to start living that way because it's the testimony of those mir- miraculous things in our life that not only rebuild and renew our minds, but it also builds up the faith of those around us yep. who also need to believe or are young in the faith. Yeah. Exactly. This is possible. Someone told me that this is as far as the voice of God, that she told me that uh, like only I, I only believe that God only speaks to certain people. And she thought that hearing from God was a gift. I was like, oh, <laughs> you, you trust me. It is not. This is not this is not exclusive. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the grave lives within you. Yeah. And that's it's such a foolish thing because. The Bible's clear that you can't follow Christ if you don't know his voice. Well, mm-hmm. you don't know his voice if you don't hear his voice. Yeah. Uh, hearing his voice is absolutely required to follow his voice. Yeah, because what are you following then? Right, because but. there there is a thief, and the thief mm-hmm. has a voice, and yeah. he speaks all the time. I just think she probably, if she's a believer, I think she's probably heard his voice but hasn't identified it as his voice. Mm -hmm. She doesn't realize that God has it. It's just like Samuel. Samuel's like, I I thought it was you, Eli. I thought it was you, Eli. And he says, no, next time respond to that voice when you hear it. Mm. And so you guys, there's not really much more we can go from this because it's such a simple idea. Um, Now it's on you. And again, don't harden your hearts. That's the verse I want you to look up. Hebrews 3. It's, <laughs> you want to talk about, you know, belief. And in Hebrews 11, too. And then you get, you get to go through the hall of faith of all these different people that believed what they didn't yet see. That we are believers and we have faith into seeing things come to pass that we can't see with our physical human eyes. That we believe and we come from a different type of kingdom. 
Like, and it's not the one here in the world. We bind what is already uh, bound in heaven. We loose it on earth. We're just, we're just bringing our will with God's. And then we get to be carriers of that here on earth. So don't live uh, like a resident of the earth because we're just at a La Quinta Inn. Like, don't make yourself home at a La Quinta Inn. Like, well, this I don't is know not if where it's that bad. Oh, it's not. To, <laughs> in, comparison to, in comparison to where you belong... <laughs> Yes, but <laughs> but you are a citizen of heaven. Start acting like it and be a carrier of that faith because the sphere of influence that you have the ability to impact needs it desperately. Mm-hmm. Start believing in God to do the miraculous. But any closing thought before we... Yeah, I think, I think, you know, I love to hear the stories of those who uh, believe mm-hmm. and and really live a life where they believe in supernatural things. Um, when you believe that people can be raised, it says these signs shall follow them who believe. Mm-hmm. They shall heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, and no deadly poison will harm them. You know, a lot of times we identify who a Christian is by what they don't do. Well, they don't talk weird. They don't drink. They don't smoke. They don't cheat. They don't steal. They don't lie. They don't. They don't. They don't. Yet the Bible is pretty clear that a believer is identified by what they do mm-hmm. do. And these signs shall follow those who believe. Mm-hmm. They shall cast out demons. Well, if you don't believe that you will cast out demons, you just don't ever try. Yeah. You don't believe that you can heal the sick. You don't try. If you don't believe you can raise the dead, you don't go to funeral homes with the idea of praying for the dead. Yeah. You go to, and I think what I would love to see, and if you're listening, is to begin to think differently, mm-hmm. to begin to think like a believer. Yeah. And you say, well, it's impossible. It's only impossible because that's what you convinced to think is is true. You, you've been convinced or fully persuaded to think a certain way. And, and in some cases, you've been persuaded to think that you can't pray for the sick and see them healed, that that's not your gifting. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of giftings. The, the Holy Spirit's, the gifts of the Holy Spirit that comes and enables us to do, all of us to do that. And so I would really encourage you, these signs shall follow those who believe. believe. If you're a believer then there are signs that are following you and and just believe that God will do it and you don't need to do it in public I mean you don't have to go and pray for the dead person in front of everybody but you can go and pray for the dead person when no one's around or a few people around just lay hands on them and say God uh, shake this person wake them up and bring them back now Maybe there's some people you'd rather be in eternity. In that case, you probably won't pray hard. But there, there are maybe some people that have died, and and God, why would God tell us to pray for the dead to raise them from the dead if there weren't people that died before their time? And we always say it. It was their time, was it? If if it was, if if every time a person dies, it was their time, then why would God tell us to raise people from the dead? That the reality is there are people who die before their time. Lazarus died, but Jesus rose him from the dead, or raised him from the dead. And there are people he wants us to go to and raise from the dead. And so how do you how a lot of people go into eternity 
that that God has wanted us to pray for to raise from the dead. And so I would encourage you, well, that's stupid. I don't want to look stupid. Yeah, I guess. You know, I guess our how we're viewed by people is more important than what God wants anyway. So, you know, it's really the perception of what you want to believe.